three, two, one. And we are back on the air for our weekly live chat with the phenomenal Jason Spees. How are you doing today? Hola, and happy Friday. I'm doing pretty well. Very Very well. In fact, I was driving through Belfouche yesterday on my way back from Weld County, Colorado. Stopped at the uh, C-Store and um, fueled up on some gas and had a great time in the Fouche. (laughs) And uh, anyway, uh, what's that? And yesterday was a nice day, too. It was very nice. Yeah, I was uh, kind of disappointed I would not be spending the uh, weekend in the Black Hills. Of course, you know, my affinity for the Black Hills. I feel like I have a spiritual connection there. So it's one of my favorite places on the planet. And I would be perfectly fine living out the rest of my life there if I were to retire there. So I have some jealousy for those people living in Belfouche and Spearfish and over in Sundance and Newcastle, even down to Lusk. I don't mind Lusk even. That's a nice little town as well. But getting into what's going on out in the world today, you know, a lot of a lot of talk about what's going on with the different bailouts, a lot of talk about what's going on with the different programs. Uh, how are we going to restart, get the economy back and all these different things? It was interesting going from state to state, actually. So you're driving through uh, North Dakota and there's a, a mix of masks. You know, you've got some masks, you've got some not. Uh, when I was in South Dakota, at least on the western side of the state, Highway 85, Buffalo, uh, what else is it? Is it Crow Butte, Double Butte gas station there, and then uh, Belfouche. No masks. No one wearing any masks in South Dakota on the west side. Wyoming, not only did people not wear masks, they just pull over onto the side of the road and do their business there. And actually, when you think about it, that's the smarter thing to do. Why would you go to a public restroom when the viruses are the number one concern right now? A public restroom is normally the most virus bacteria ridden place on the on the planet. So as I was wondering what a person should do, stop at a public restroom and go to the bathroom and possibly get a disease or pull over on the side of the road and possibly get a ticket. I don't know what the cops are doing on that or not, but I thought that was kind of funny. People, Wyoming, God bless them. They just took the, took the matters in their own hands. But uh, then when I got to Colorado, it was very much a mask uh, to, uh, state. Uh, not only were the people wearing masks, but a lot of the places that you go to in public require. Uh, that was my first experience in Greeley, Colorado, where you had to wait to get into a Walmart. They were taking in, I think, 15 people at a time or groups of 15. And this is kind of a, a different deal, what's going on here for me to process as I'm watching this play out. State by state, you're seeing different approaches to the economy. A lot of the red states, I noticed, are doing their best to reopen the economy. A lot of the blue states are doing their best to have the government control the economy. It's a very interesting dynamic, and it's a little too political for my blood in terms of involving a pandemic, involving a virus. This is very odd to me, but it's what it is. So all you can do is you can adjust and you can adapt. And, you know, for some of the things we're doing, of course, you know, in in the energy industry, the energy industry is so wide. It's everything from the cafe owner to the CEO at the uh, oil company with the truckers in between. So the the energy industry is very vast. When 96% of your daily uses require petroleum products, it's amazing how much the oil and gas industry is is involved. 
So as I kind of look at some of the, the different diversification people are getting into, you know, there's a lot of connection between ag and energy, obviously. That's been, that's been a connection since day one. People forget that. You know, back in the old days, you had to go and sit down with the farmers across the kitchen table and, and actually work on these things and explain how you're not going to ruin their land, how you're going to enhance their land by doing some drilling operations. So there's been a long connection with ag and energy, and you're starting to see that percolate a little bit more, especially in the water area. Water is a huge business right now, huge business. So if you can figure out a way to recycle and reuse water, boy, there's all kinds of different avenues for you to explore in the energy industry, in the ag industry, probably municipalities at this point. So just looking at the different niche areas within industry right now seems to be where a lot of people are trying to find their successes or finding their successes during a time when, you know, it's it's an interesting time. We just pumped, what, three, four, five trillion dollars into the economy over the last month and it didn't do anything. It just kind of kicked the can down a little bit and banks got paid, student loans got paid, credit cards got paid. The franchises like McDonald's and Arby's, they're able to stay open. The smaller businesses really kind of got left out in a lot of this. Um, small businesses being the, the non-franchised businesses really uh, are struggling right now still. Uh, yes, their employees are getting paid through a PPP program, but they still can't open their doors. So you take a look at a lot of these different places and the employees are getting paid to stay home. Those employees are using that money to pay their rent or their mortgage, to pay their car, to pay their student loan, to pay their insurance. So there's not a lot of money that's being pumped out that's actually going to the economy. It's going to a very select group of individuals who have and control the debt. And that's, that's what is odd to me, that nobody's having that conversation, that this... This stimulus that's going on is more of a funnel than it is, than it's more of a jumpstart. And the fact that we're not having that conversation is going to be interesting come July because it's going to kick everybody in the pants. And I don't think people understand that. I really don't think people understand that because we live in a world where the media likes to spread fear and speculate with cheerleading. So we like to do fear to get your attention and then give it some sort of cheerleading positivity. It's kind of a sick sociopathic way, actually, when, if you take a step back and look it at is. it. I know it is, isn't it? I mean, no, Yeah, no, it's, it, it really is outrageous. It's, it's cruel is what it is, filling everybody with so much fear over some stuff and then the differing information. And I mean, with, how can you honestly expect people to be well enough informed to feel confident in the decisions that they make every day or feel confident that the system set in place is actually here to help them when you I mean, there's i mean what 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 can you say is reliable at this point i spent to say that there will be fear i spent That's an reliable. hour on the phone yesterday with two people on my way back from weld county so the first person i talked to was from becker county Minnesota. Minnesota has a stay home till I think today or next week or something like that. Uh, the, they're going to roll. The restaurants are still, you know, takeout only, that sort of thing. So this this happened at a, at a restaurant uh, in Becker County. It's Lake Country. This guy, this business owner took over 
three weeks before the shutdown, okay? Three weeks before the shutdown. Then the shutdown happens. And he's in Lakes Country. This guy, he's, it's like the Black Hills. You got four months to make hay while the sun shines, and then that's it. That's it. I mean, you're lucky if you can get a couple stragglers on snowmobiles coming by. So you got to make hay while the sun shines over the next three to four months. The government's saying we can't, you, you can't open your doors. Here is, well, to a certain limit, you can do takeout, and you can, you can give them a soda and water, okay? Here's what happened to them yesterday. This has been going on for a little while. The, 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 the restaurants, you know, they'll serve somebody a drink while they're waiting in line. So they're waiting in the restaurant. They're waiting for their takeout order. They might have a drink or two, okay? And then they go and they leave. Well, somebody didn't like that in Minnesota. Somebody did not like that at Becker County, Minnesota, and called the cops. Well, it's like firecrackers. Eh, the cops are going to kind of, you know, let you be with it. But if somebody calls and complains, it's the police job to go and call on that complaint. At that point, you can't fault the police officer for that. It's the person who called in and, you know, I call the hall monitor or the narc. Oh, look at them having fun. Oh, they're, they're stepped outside of the box. We better call the cops on this. Send the guys with the guns over. So the police show up to this bar, restaurant in Lakes Country in Becker County, Minnesota. And it's a young guy. And he feels bad, but he still carries through with his discourse and his discussion and says, hey, we had a complaint. Uh, please don't serve drinks. Uh, it's, it's against the county ordinance right now because of this pandemic. And if I come again, I'll have to take away your liquor license. That is a definite government shutdown. If you have men with the authority to arrest, the authority to use a gun, show up to your business and say, okay, you can serve a soda, you can serve water while people are waiting, but if you serve whiskey, we're taking away your liquor license and shutting you down. Do you understand how ridiculous that is? Not only from a control standpoint, from a health standpoint, the last time I checked, people were using whiskey to sterilize things. So uh -huh. as soon as the whiskey hits your mouth, it's probably going to sterilize any coronavirus, but maybe not. I don't. Point is, that is a far beyond reach of control that the government has now getting into where they're picking winners and losers when it comes to who's going to be in business, who's not going to be in business. They're using a very blanket fit in the box approach. And these leaders that are making these choices get paid every week, regardless of their decisions. This is some of the worst leadership I have seen in my lifetime. In North Dakota, those tests that they brought in, spent millions of dollars in, they're not even right. They're faulty. They're not. So if, if you tested positive, you're probably negative. If you tested negative, you're probably positive. They wasted all that time and, and all these, and, and not to mention the politicalness behind the guy that actually created these, these coronavirus fast track tests. He's a donor of the governor of North Dakota. It's, it, it, people are profiting off this pandemic in record proportions. Oh, yeah. It is yeah. absolutely unconscionable what's going on here. And a, a, little, a little bar restaurant in Minnesota gets threatened by the cops to get their uh, liquor license taken away because they served a guy a beer? Are you kidding me? Come on. This is getting out of hand. Anyway, there's my little uh, 
verbal diarrhea for the day. Boy, you keep me going. I, I'm sorry. I, I, well, no, I'm not sorry. Amen to what you just said. That's, that's what I got to say. No, I agree. It's, uh, I, it was everything except for it's getting, getting out of hand. I think it's, I think it's a bit out of hand already. Well, and then when the owners called <laughs> me and, and they were talking about it and everything along those lines, it's, it's very different because the conversation we got into is more about how, how it's being handled now. Just because you show up and, and threaten to take away somebody's liquor license with a smile on your face, that doesn't mean you're nice. That doesn't mean no. you're being nice about it. You still have a gun. It's worse. It is worse. It's cruel and it's sadistic. It is. You have a gun. You have the authority to use it. You have the authority to arrest. And you act like you're doing them a favor. That's, that's not right. That's not right. And I get it. I'm not trying to blame the officer. That's the way they're trained. That's the way they're trained. So I'm not trying to blame the police officer on this. The police officer was doing their job. I'm blaming the training that has gone into that because that is not right. That is that is that business owner's livelihood. That is his livelihood, and he's got nowhere else to go. And if you're saying that you can serve someone a water or a soda, but if he's going to serve somebody a, a crown on the rocks, he's going to lose his uh, livelihood? Absolutely not. I will stand up to authority all day long on that. Hello. Yes. Yes. So uh, I'm looking at the clock, and I know we, we ran late and everything, so um, I'll uh, say this. The Crude Life, uh, available at thecrudelife.com. Uh, we are going through some transitions right now in terms of some of the uh, online programming, I should say. We're, uh, we're, we're streamlining it. We have a daily uh, newsletter now. It's three things to know every day. Very brief, very quick. It's not intrusive. It's not long. And so we, we, it took us about a year to come up with this. We've been trying to figure out a newsletter to do, and it's uh, it's going to be kind of the new direction. So I encourage everybody go to thecrudelife.com and sign up for uh, the newsletter, and then you'll get these type of uh, thoughts and verbal diarrheas here. Nice. I like it. I love it. You heard them, folks. Go check out crudelife.com. And we Thank will you, check you out next week. We'll see you. Have a good one.